All right, <clears throat> so let's get started. Um, before I <clears throat> go on with everything, <clears throat> I want to just kind of talk to you about something. I, I've started reading this book called Awe, uh, The New Science of Everyday Wonder, How, to How Can Transform Your Life, it came out a couple months ago. And um, it's really about how to, how to make sure your mind has something other than a cell phone in front of it or an iPad. Um, because so many of us are so stuck in our phones. Just as an example, <clears throat> like uh, the other day I was in California and um, this was the sunrise that my wife and I saw while we were in the Delta Sky Club at the San Francisco airport. And my wife and I were the only ones in the entire Sky Club of the probably 100 or so people that were looking outside at the sun rising, whereas everybody else was doing what? Right, they're on their phones or their iPads or their laptops or whatever. And my wife and I are enjoying the gorgeous sunrise. You're coming over the mountains over there. And that's what this particular author is talking about, is that so many of us, we don't look up, we don't look out, we don't look anywhere. <clears throat> we're suffering from, another author talks about we're suffering from nature deficit disorder. Nature deficit disorder. Uh, and especially our kids are like super deficient in nature deficit disorder because they sit in a room, especially the littlest ones, they have one teacher all day in a room, they don't go outside, they don't have PE, they don't have music, they don't have art, and they just sit in a room and you wonder why they're like having more diagnosis of ADHD than ever before, right? It's because what used to happen is our kids, when you guys were kids probably, I don't know when I was a kid, we used to go out, we used to have breaks and recess and we used to go outside for PE all the time unless it was like lightning or something, right? So nobody gets a chance to experience outside and nobody sees this, right? This is so beautiful. We came home uh, from San Francisco after a horrifyingly horrible flight um, in the rain and this rainbow, I can't even, it, this does not do it justice. This was out of our car as we're driving home, you know, on 85, just trying to take, uh, you know, take pictures as we're driving. My wife was taking the pictures I was driving. Uh, I was being very safe. Well, I said, my God, you got, this was the most spectacular double rainbow. I don't know if you can see it over here that this is not doing it justice at all. It was a spectacular full on double rainbow. It was so gorgeous. And I was, and we were driving right into it. So I, I was, my, my, the thought that I was asking Lisa is, do you think that anybody else is actually seeing this, right? Or are they all sitting in their phones and just driving really fast trying to get their destinations? But because to me, it was like, right, it was directly in front. There was no way to miss this one, right? If that was not like the most gorgeous, like awe-inspiring, even though we're in the midst of traffic, on 85 and everybody's driving 100 miles an hour to get home, I was still able to see this, but how many people, how many other people are, you know? And one of the things that I, like, it's almost a requirement for me, unless it is a really inclement weather, a big requirement for me is every weekend, what my wife and I do is we go out in nature. It's like, it's a must. And I don't just mean like taking a walk around the neighborhood and seeing a couple of mailboxes and whatever. I mean like actually going out so like here's a, the Chattahoochee is, is right near us. So I love looking at this because it, it, it just look at the magnificence of what 
nature does, right? Like nature doesn't stop. That's what I think is so cool about this, is if you look at this, what happened is this tree fell down and this, I don't know if you can kind of tell, once again, this, this projector is not doing justice. This is like the root system of this tree from here up. So it kind of fell and the, all the roots kind of pulled out with this tree. And the, and the roots are like as tall as this you know, ceiling, it's probably 10 foot you know, tall. But what's amazing is even though the tree itself is now you know, down, it's still growing. Like the tree still has leaves and there are other trees growing out from here. So it's amazing, like it just doesn't stop. I think that's kind of cool to think how powerful nature is. What, what nature is saying like, I don't care that I fell. You know, all right, it's a little inconvenient. I would prefer to be going this way. But if I have to go this way, I'm still going to do what I got to do. And then some of my friends are going to are going to do it with me because obviously if I can't keep on growing this way the way I wanted to, but I could have some of my buddies grow that way. Right? So you see these guys are growing up off of these roots and like how brilliant is that? Right? How unstoppable and how beautiful nature is when you look at it, when you look at nature as art, it becomes something really, really special. You know, if you look at nature as like what a stupid tree just fell over, you know, uh, or dumb lightning just knocked this thing down. You know, if you look at it that way, well, that's one way to look at it. But if you look at it in the way of how beautiful this is, it could be totally magnificent. And here's another thing, like here's a tree that fell down probably a bunch of years ago. But you can see what happened is that nature has literally dug a hole and broken through this trunk. Like you and I, unless maybe you're some karate expert or something, probably can't break through a trunk of a tree, right? But that's the thing is this, is that we can't break through it with one punch, right? But maybe over a couple of years, think of how powerful nature is. It's just gonna say, I don't care that this, this trunk is there, it's in my way. I'm, this is mine. I'm gonna break this down. So the water and the moss and the bacteria and the mold and the fungi and the lichens and all the other stuff, just said, we're gonna take our time and we're gonna get this tree. So let's say it fell down maybe five years ago, but in five years time, it sliced this tree open. It is not, this, so what's in the middle of this, this trunk is now dirt, right? Because what it did is it, whatever these things did, it decomposed everything to dirt. And now, once again, there are other trees and flora and fauna growing out of this, right? unstoppable unstoppable how amazing this is right if you look all around us and this is happening everywhere everywhere we go and then another thing i just saw it was just kind of funny i and i've been on this trail a lot of times but this must have happened pretty recently is this tree must have got hit by lightning or something or just fell but look at this interesting position that it happened to break in right so it kind of broke here and part of it's still sitting like this and it just, I just thought this was fascinating. It looks like a, like, like this way, you know, but to me that, and this is like, I personify things. It's just my crazy, you know, brain. But I look at this and, it, and it, it shows me a personification. And why am I showing you all this kind of stuff is because I don't want you to forget how powerful and how awesome the world really is and how powerful and awesome 
our bodies really are. You know, yesterday we're doing a new patient exam on some uh, on a child who is very ill, very sick. And I don't mean ill like a cold. I mean, I don't want to go into it, but all kinds of things have just recently happened to this kid. And you can see the suffering in their face. You can see the disconnection in their eyes. You can see how they don't feel like this anymore. Like awe is not something in their ballywick. When you are sick and suffering, right, you're moved away from this kind of stuff. And my goal in that exam was to establish trust and a safe space with this person so that when they left, like we, I was, we were doing some different, you know, like tests, like print reflexes and eyes. And this person was getting very worried that like everything was a problem. This was positive and this was this and this was this. And you could see the person's getting super stressed. And I said, this is good. All these things we're finding are good because if I don't find something, that's more of a problem. But if I, if I find something, then we can fix it. Either chiropractically or through some neurological exercise you're gonna do at home. And that calmed that person down, right? Because what does awe do for me is awe gives me hope. Awe reconnects me. It reconnects me to the power of the universe. And if you really think about how amazing the universe is, we, I suggest to you guys to every single day when you first wake up in the morning and you go outside, if it's still dark out, will you look up, please? Will you please just not look at your phones or just go race to the car? Look up at the stars. And even though we're in Atlanta in a very light polluted area, right? There's still a boatload of stars up there, right? Maybe even the moon depends on, you know, what phase the moon is in and stuff. Isn't that like totally crazy? Like to think of how many good trillion stars and galaxies and planets and all that other stuff that's out there. Isn't that crazy to think, right? Isn't it amazing? Like when, when, you're, when you're driving home, don't just like listen to music and just totally get lost. Although that's nice. Look at the stuff, look around you, look in awe. Try to find like my goal every day is to find something that makes me say, Ooh, like, Ooh, that's really cool. I'm constantly texting pictures to my wife of rainbows. She's like, she calls me the rainbow finder. I could, I have this thing that I know how to find the rainbow. No matter, like after it rains, there's a certain way, especially around between four and six o'clock. There's a certain way. If the sun is coming this way and, and it's just stopped raining, the sun goes this way. You can find the rainbow by looking on the, the opposite direction of the sun. I will literally, and I've done this many times before, go outside of my office in between patients. I'll say, excuse me just for a second. I have to walk outside just to see if there's a rainbow. And I'm always texting my wife a picture of a rainbow and my son because I, I desire to see this, right? I desire to look at these kids who are having all kinds of issues and I desire to see the awe in them. You know, I have this one little boy I'm working with right now who's on the spectrum and he doesn't have a single word. And yesterday was the first time that we actually went through an adjustment with him relatively calm. 
I've adjusted baby 10, 15 times, and almost every single time he's just he kicks and screams. And finally, we, and Dad has to hold him and find relax a little bit. And I'm able to do a little bit at a time, little sustained contact, a little work, a little work. <clears throat> but he's so agitated. This poor little kid's sympathetic nervous system is so wound up. And yesterday, we did a really good job. And I said, buddy, that was really good. That was really, really good. I am so proud of you for letting me work on you today like you did. That was great. And my hope, and I don't know if it'll happen, we'll find out next time. My hope is that my showing love and attention because I've never judged him. I've never said, this is bad, this is wrong, sit down, shut up, come on, hold him down, dad, hold him down. I'm always like, don't worry about it, it's okay. It's totally okay, it's fine. There's no judgment here. And I'm hoping he's getting, he's feeling this saying, I don't understand this dude. I don't figure out what he's doing or why he's holding like this and doing this and this. But whatever he's doing, he's doing it in a really loving way and he doesn't care that sometimes I kick him in the face or hit, hit his glasses off by accident or whatever. Because I know he's not trying to hurt me on purpose. And I know he's not trying to lash out on purpose. He just has no words. And imagine being like seven years old and never having spoken a single word in your whole life and how frustrating that must be right so when I look at this child I look at him saying I my goal is to pour love into you right and maybe his love bucket isn't as easily filled as other people's love buckets like it's great to have little kids run and give you hugs and tell you a high five and draw pictures this one little girl drew a picture for me yesterday and I was so cute right but not every kid's gonna be that easygoing happy go lucky kid who loves getting adjusted and wants to draw pictures for you Sometimes you have to deal with these really tough, you know, difficult cases. And the way I fortify myself to deal with these kids is that I prepare myself with this. I look at these things and I look at the awe that's out there and I try to, to I try to take this in and then give it a little bit of that to each one of the kids that I take care of and each one of the adults that I take care of and each one of the pregnant mamas that I take care of, right? So that's... I, I suggest all of you try to find more awe in your life.